You did that on purpose, right? <laughs> so that's what you're going to do for me. <laughs> Don't do that, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, why? Cute. Okay. Hello, friend. Did you do your homework? Did you find out your financial personality? Were you a combination? I'm happy that you came back to listen or to watch. Welcome. If you were here for our last episode, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I hope you brought a friend. If you were not here, welcome. I would like to invite you to another episode as we continue our financial literacy. This is Life and Faith Chats. This is where we use the number one best-selling book in the world, the Bible, to inform, enlighten, and encourage us. This is a group of friends and family. You're in the right place. And I've dedicated this month to financial literacy. This is part two in a series of four and possibly five. And that will depend on your interaction and responses. And episode five would be to just group, answer questions, encourage one another so that we move on and apply the things that we learn. I have a special guest who has agreed to stay with us for all four episodes, possibly five. And his name is Kevin Eke. He is my son. Kevin is an amazing human being, but also he has his degree in finance and um, he has quite a few years of experience being an investment analyst. When we left off, Kevin said that he would be diving into the personality types. And that's what I started off with. So he's going to be explaining, and I'm starting off this episode by asking him, why do we need to know our personality types in the first place? But first I need to do this. Welcome back, Kevin. And thank you for being my special guest. Thank you, mom, for having me. Thank you for being a very special mother. Now, why do we need to know our financial personality types? If you could please explain that to my friends and me, and then the show is yours. Yes, I think it's good to have a healthy understanding of how we currently believe and interact with money and kind of what are our emotions and feelings with some of the decisions that we make. Um, and part of that is because like any journey that you take, you have a starting point, you want to have a good understanding of where you're starting from. And then also um, later on, we can talk about setting those kind of goals so we can have kind of an endpoint. And then after that point pro process, we can then delve deeper to figure out what specific steps we need to take to get from where we are currently to where we want to go. So that's kind of the reason why I believe it's good to know kind of what our, our current perspective is in our relationship with money. Thank you for explaining that so well. So it's to help us understand where we are and probably how we got there, wherever we are, and 
Once we understand that, we can better inform ourselves for how to proceed to the goals that we have. Because sometimes, I know personally, sometimes because we have not clarified or written it down, we don't realize that we actually have goals that we're kind of stabbing in the dark at without having a specific plan about how to get there. So that's what this episode is doing, helping us to identify where we are and how we can proceed to get to the goals that we we have for ourselves or need to set. Okay, so please tell us about our personality types, financial personality types. Mm-hmm. And one thing to note is that these personality types or character traits don't define you. Um, I think a lot of people tend to be overwhelmed or believe a certain idea about themselves that just simply isn't true. Even though we're describing certain behaviors, it shouldn't be the end of that person's financial journey. It's just a starting point and just to get a good idea of where we are now. Um, So again, doesn't define you and that this is just an opportunity to assess where we are and to move forward. So to start off, I want to talk about kind of savers or you have compulsive savers. So these are people who are doing the good thing by saving their money, but perhaps they don't have a goal or a plan in mind. And as a result, they can save a lot. But I think people who do that, um, if they don't have a plan, tend to leave a lot more on the table in terms of what they can do with their money and to earn more money, potentially through investing and taking other actions. They're kind of the opposite of the savers. These are the folks who every time they get you know some income or a dollar here, a dollar there, um, because they don't necessarily have a plan, perhaps they just go off emotions or impulses and just spend all the money that they have. Uh, the next group, let's just say, is a combination. Sometimes, because again, these aren't just you know individual groups that people can fit into. I think we all have certain blends of personalities here, but you can't have a blend between the first two being someone who saves a lot, generally speaking, but perhaps there's a particular area where they splurge a bit too much. And so you can have people who, you know, they, they do set aside their money, but if there's a certain, you know, impulse or hobby or something that they're doing where they maybe need to have a budget or something they can to control some of their spending in a particular area. Uh, The next group, surprisingly, uh, doesn't get talked about enough, but you have some people who are obsessive money makers. These are people who their main focus is to focus on just getting as much money as possible or earning as much money as possible. While it's a good thing that these people are ambitious, not having a plan with what to do with that money, because you can make you know, a lot of money, but unless you save that money, unless you budget, allocate that money properly, invest and do other things with that money, um, no matter how much you, you earn, it really is all, all about, you know, kind of that net amount. What what are you saving afterwards? What are you uh, budgeting with? And what are you doing once you've earned that money? The next group, I would say you have gamblers or people who um, spend money on potentially risky opportunities just because of the potential for a reward. Um, Nothing wrong with taking risk in life. I think that's the key thing for a lot of different areas, but there are some people who tend to just throw their money at risky ideas or perhaps investment opportunities without properly understanding the risk behind things. Uh, And then the final two groups are kind of the same, but you have people who are indifferent or people who worry about money. And even though they're on opposite spectrums, they have the same problem where perhaps they're either too overwhelmed to understand their current money situation that they neglected entirely. And so I I like to lump the two together just because they kind of end up in the same spot where just completely neglecting their finances or completely neglecting um, budgeting and other 
important financial habits because they're concerned with the idea of money and the, the stress that it takes on them or the toll that it takes on them because being too stressed out about thinking it. Wow. So friend, did you guess correctly? Which one are you? Are you a saver, a spender, combination, obsessive person? Well, obsessive personality where you just making money, no plan. Are you a gambler? The last group, he made a combination. You're either indifferent, and that was the agnostic from the last session that he mentioned, or you are a worrier. You're either indifferent or you're over-worrying. Either way, it seems like every group is missing a plan. Am I right? Correct. And I think that's the solution for everyone, just to come up with a plan. And obviously, each individual you know, person has certain specific things about their plan that makes things unique. And there are certain things that we need to take. But overall, yes, it is about planning. It is about setting up your current your goals, setting up an idea of what you would take or what it would take to get to your goals and then progressing forward. So if you're someone who is a saver, um, you can have you know no goal in mind and constantly save money, which is good, but um, there's potentially more money that could have been made had you invested that money instead of just left in your bank account. Or there are times where you do need to spend money to, on yourself or on loved ones. Um, there, there are times where it's good to, to spend money. And then also, even with saving, I think there's still something good about trying to earn more money um, if you require it or need it. There's nothing wrong with continuing to earn money in addition to just saving it. Uh, for the next group, for the spenders and the people who just, as soon as they get a dollar, it's, it's out the window. Um, that's where you need to save more. Um, come up with a plan to help deal with some of those challenges of wanting to constantly consume every you know little bit amount of money that you acquire. And then for the people who uh, try to make as much money as they can, nothing wrong with that as long as you have a budget to go along with it to ensure that um, you're not just earning money and also just like the spenders, that money's just disappearing or going out the door. At least have a plan in mind where you know, you're earning more money, but hopefully you're able to save and invest that money or do other things like protect it um, so that at the end of the day, no matter how much you earn, at least something is still there afterwards. Uh, in terms of the gamblers, uh, the next group, the people who like to invest or perhaps go into certain situations that are, you know, high risk, high reward. Um, nothing wrong with taking risk in life, but you obviously need to have some savings or other things to protect yourself just in case your investments uh, don't perform up to your expectations. And then lastly, as I bucketed kind of the indifferent and also the warriors um, who are, are slightly different, but the, the reason why I grouped them is because they typically engage in the same behavior, which is to ignore what's happening in their financial lives. And I think they kind of need to take a little bit of everything. Um, if, if money is a concern, if you're worried about losing money, then you need to take steps to come up with a, uh, an insurance plan or a plan to protect your money. Um, if you're someone who perhaps just doesn't look at your finances at all, you need to still have a budget. Budgeting is still a crucial need. Um, you also need to have savings plans. You need to have an investing plan. So I think you know that, that last group, really, if they're so concerned with things, they just need to calm down, take a step back and examine each individual area in the overall financial planning process just to ensure that they can remove those fears. Wow. 
Thank you for going through the different financial personality types. That was very informative and helpful. Now, could you please help us one step more? I know that some of my friends probably have amazing financial plans. And then there's some of us who we need extra help in the sense of we might be so overwhelmed, we don't know where to begin. Could you please help us baby steps? How do we begin a plan? Because the common thread with all that you said was you need a plan. So what do we need to do? Yeah, so I think with any plan, you just need to first identify kind of your starting point and then spend some time reflecting and eventually get to an ending point or set some goals. And I think that's the the, the essence of a plan. And the, the in-between parts or the actual journey itself, that's where we can at a later date talk about specific directions to address each component of our individual journeys. But I think, you know, those who fail to plan, plan to fail. And I think any type of journey requires evaluating your current situation and then carefully planning and sticking to that plan. And there are different types of plans when it comes to um, your financial journeys. There are savings plans, spending plans that ultimately can funnel into a budget. You can even have a plan you know, for income. Uh, you can also have an investing plan and an insurance or um, other types of protection plans. Um, so those are different types. But uh, but first, we need to assess where we are, and then yes. have goals set so that we have a beginning and an end point, so that we know what direction we're heading in. And then, like you said, there's so many in between sections. But at least first, we need to have a plan. We need to assess where we are and we need to set some goals to better inform us about what we need in the in-between sections. And as, as you spoke, thank you. It, it reminded me, it so reminded me of Joseph and what happened. So do you want to talk about that? And I'm talking about Joseph in the Bible, of course, this is life and faith chat. So, do you, can you give us any points from there? Yes, yeah, so I think yes, I think the story of Joseph is a, a brilliant story in the sense that you know the Lord was able to reveal to Joseph the dreams of the Pharaoh, and similar to just like the story of Joseph, the the real world is operated operates in cycles economically. Um, you have periods of growth and expansion in a booming economy. You have periods of slowdown. You have eventually periods of recession and a decrease. And so I think the key thing in that story that we can learn is to prepare for emergencies, prepare for hard times, um, regardless of how things are around us. Everyone needs to be prepared for those challenging times because they are coming ahead. And so having a plan at least allows us to avoid making rash or poor choices based upon emotions or desperations, uh, desperation, which is why planning is key because at least you can avoid the volatility of relying on emotion and you can have concrete steps that you can take in order to handle uh, difficult periods of time. Well, and, and right now, just throwing this at you, 
when you talk about the economic circles, cycles. those of us who might not be aware of it, where are we right now as a um, country? Where are we right now? I'm talking about the United States specifically. Where are we right now on that whole circle? So in terms of where, where I think we are in this economic cycle is we've been kind of at the end of this long growth uh, growth period. I mean, mind you, there was due to the COVID uh, situation and the quarantine um, that did have a slowdown, um, a brief slowdown, which eventually reversed itself. So we did have a, a bit of a, a dip in the overall growth cycle or the growth part of the phase. However, I do believe we're kind of at the end of that stage of a period of growth, and we're going to be heading into uh, eventually potentially a recession. Now, mind you, this has been the thought for many economists, uh, many investment and market professionals for a number of years. And of course, not to dig too deep, but things have shifted that perspective over time mm -hmm. due to certain policies by our government and by the central bank. But I, uh, just to keep things simple, I do believe that it is not unforeseeable that over the next several years or perhaps over the next decade, we could head into perhaps some severe economic, you know, downtimes or a recession. And that's why we need to start preparing or doing certain things while we can before harder times come. Thank you. That, that, that was very well said. And I'm sorry for putting you on the spot. Um, I appreciate you sharing that very much. Um, we, we, I, I desire to be enlightened and I desire for my subscribers and friends to be enlightened too. And that's just more reason, as you say, to prepare, but you're not saying anything differently than what the Bible tells us. The Lord tells us that it's wise to prepare and to prepare for the hard times, which comes anyway in anyone's life to prepare during the good time. So, yeah, so, so thank you. Thank you for saying that. So the, our takeaway, because I want our takeaway to be, is that we all need to, even if it's very good, we still need to assess where we are, set goals, and then work on a plan to go towards that. I think that what I would like is I told um, my listeners and um, subscribers and friends, supporters of that, to bring along their children or their young people. I think I would like to end with this, with you just saying something briefly to the young people, if you don't mind. And then if you could tell us what we will be leading to for our next session, I would really appreciate that. Yeah, so a message to young people um, would be it's never too early to start. I think, in fact, the sooner you start, the better. And um, even on the opposite end of the spectrum for folks who are a bit more mature and who feel as though they've somehow missed the boat, um, I also believe it's never too late to start um, and that the key thing is just to start. And so I think next episode, we'll, we'll actually start and talk about walking through the various kinds of plans, um, a savings plan, a spending plan, the basics of budgeting, um, the basics of trying to understand income and how to earn more money, uh, the basics of investing, and eventually the basics of protecting ourselves. And that's the goal, just to kind of walk through each type of plan, give some very elementary level information. And I think 
in the future, we can expand on that a bit more. But uh, ultimately, it's just to start planning and to start acting now. Okay. And what I think we'll do is we'll use that and make that um, episodes three and four, where you do the basics with us, and then if it spills over, we can complete it. Okay. All right. So let me ask you again. Has anyone told you that you're brilliant? Uh, thank you. Uh, yes, my my dearly beloved mother. I love you dearly, and I'm so grateful that you've chosen to do this. And um, because you're walking in your purpose and in your calling, so God bless you. And to my friends, thank you for coming back. You know that you're a blessing to me. I hope that this has encouraged you, given you something to work towards and to encourage someone else. Be sure to leave comments. Please leave comments for Kevin. Um, encourage him too. I would appreciate that. And um, I'm just so grateful that you're a part of Life and Faith Chats. Whether you're listening or watching, I hope you have a wonderful week. And remember to make a plan because Kevin, once again, you said. Those who fail to plan, plan to fail. Okay. Dear friends, DNA cousins, peace.